Let me hold on, readjust myself. Yeah, you guys should see Vivian. She's literally under her table. Sorry. It's okay. Don't I'm be sorry. Trying to. F- I'm not doing this again. Okay, don't do this again. Yeah, I'm under my desk. I'm trying to test out like the audio quality here, so y'all can let me know. Everybody, you're listening to the Small Shifts podcast. I'm Vivian, and I'm Holly. Thank you for joining us today. We want to talk about the middle place, and we've kind of hinted at the middle place a few times in our first episode and our live launch parties. So, if you haven't listened to our live launch party audio, go check it out. Yes, um, it's a very new thing that we've kind of recently discovered and I think we're still learning more and more and more about the middle place but we wanted to kind of share with you some of our experiences today so I don't know I want to talk about when we plan to astral travel yes okay what is astral travel tell the world Ooh, it's like a whole bunch of different things. So That's I'm sure true. people are more familiar with the term like lucid dreaming. Right. But that's where I'm like, I don't feel like I lucid dream or dreamt because lucid dreaming, you have control in your dream. This was like made in a, a conscious intention and then dreamt about my experience while I was there. Yeah. So astral astral traveling can be, I think, interpreted in several ways. I think you're right. I think it can be setting the intentions before going to sleep and saying, this is what I want to do there. I don't, I forget what it's called. Um, not scripting, but it's a form of where like someone will, before going to bed, read like a script of a story. And then when they go to sleep, they basically reenact all of those things from the story that they read before going to bed how interesting and people will do that with like going to hogwarts going to harry potter and everything that they read in the script will happen as it should be i think it's called shifting pretty sure shifting. shifting in a way yeah but it's like shifting into realities in your dreams whoa (laughs) Mm -hmm. how fun so it's yeah people do it with like they'll write even they'll create their own storylines like oh i got into hogwarts and oh i'm gonna go do this and this and this or oh i'm in twilight and i'm gonna do this and this and this but every single detail that you give yourself during that script or so that you're reading will happen then in your dream how interesting and a lot of people use like key words because yeah you'll remember everything but sometimes you want to wake up so they'll have like a keyword that that will wake them up in that script that is so crazy that's so interesting and so 
I think that that could even be a form of astral projecting or astral traveling. Yeah, I'm sure. And I astral travel all the time, like while I'm conscious, like meditation. That's the next place I was going to go with astral projecting right. is setting setting it up during meditation. Yeah, like I have gotten to the point where I can like roll out of my body and like see myself. Yep. Um, and then they say like when you practice doing that, you should like go to another room in your house and like find an object and like look at it really closely. And then when you wake up or when you come back to body, um, you can like recognize those things but mm -hmm. normally i just i just go up into space and if anyone's done my meditations you know i just take it straight up um because that's more fun um but yeah so we we set the intention of of meeting i guess this was after though we've had many experiences with the middle place and so maybe we should talk about us like that? discovering it i think well, like what is it you know i think well and i think it's important to talk about like my first experience with it would have been and i talk about this in our first episode when i gave that reading to um the woman who didn't actually want to connect and she's like i'm in this waiting space and i had reached out to you and i was like hey have you ever had somebody connect that didn't want to connect and you had said no, and that kind of opened up the conversation of, okay, what is this other space? Is there like a waiting room space? Is it, we talked about, you know, those medical ships and things. We went through like different starseed scenarios, a whole different list of things. Right. Well, and that, that's the thing. I, so I guess to answer anyone's question, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. The middle place would be the place that you go right when you die. Um, so from my understanding through – honestly, you can, like, look this stuff up too. Like, it's on the internet, which was kind of mind-blowing to me. I mean, obviously, I knew I wasn't, like, coming up with something new. Right. But when I started to ask, like, my sister who is a spiritual – like, my spiritual mentor and started doing, like, research, I read that, like, it's a real thing. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people – they connect with this place. So basically from my understanding, from my own connection and my own travels to there with my guides, with people who have passed, so on and so forth, basically when you die, you go to this middle place. Yeah. And it's not – I mean I would – gosh, it, this is where it gets so confusing. And I don't think it's like a limbo. No. Well – no. I think it kind of depends. And the, um, it's really interesting because when we talk about this kind of stuff, we're like making pretty – I don't want to say large claims, but right. we're making, you know, these th – I want to just put it out there that this is stuff that we've experienced within ourselves. And I talked about this, I think, before too. It's like everyone has a perception of everything so like if you're listening to this and you're like this does not resonate with me at all then that's okay you know mm -hmm. um where i just want to put that out up front because i don't want to feel like i'm having to like tiptoe around what i've experienced so i'm just saying it now that this is not like 
you know, we're experts in this. This is like literally things that we've channeled and connected with people. So just take it however you want and yeah. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Where do we go from here? I have so much to say about this place, but also I don't know. What would you say like your first experience was kind of tapping into that space? Well, it's interesting because I feel like I've tapped into that place way more than I realized, realized. I had tapped into mm-hmm. it. Has anybody seen, have you seen um, on Netflix? The Good Place? Yes. yes. I knew. Ex- yep. <laughs> yep. So The Good Place, that show, I won't like go into detail and do any spoilers, but basically, um, you know, the show starts off with the woman literally dead and she's like he's like hi you're at the good place you know and and she's like almost like i don't i mean that place is the good place but i mean like the like waiting space is almost like it's like that judgment day you know like people talk about judgment day and of you know there's like that idea of like oh i go to heaven or hell on judgment it's not like that not from my experience um but it really is a place that you go after you die. Mm-hmm. I was going to so, say, to me, it definitely gave me that, like, when I've visited it in my dreams and place, things like that, or astral traveled there, it's it definitely is like a waiting room feeling. Mm-hmm. It feels like there are doors that go into rooms and then doors on the other side of those rooms that lead into other places and other realms Mm -hmm. and spaces. It's almost like a big portal space. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot about, you know, Archangel Michael is, you know, helps humanity, but also helps lost souls on the other side. And I feel like this is where we see that disconnect with the lost souls because of I know I think I think many many things could could happen and I think my biggest thing or experience there was when I was connecting to someone who was not dead. Right. This is really interesting. Yeah, so I want to be mindful obviously about I won't be using any like names or time frame or anything like of that course. but I did have an experience where I was connecting to someone who was in a induced um, coma, a medically induced coma. And um, they were very confused, but also not confused. It was very, very weird. And before I go into that a bit, um, I had a dream not too long before that and Vivian's really good at like dream interpretation and stuff and I had a dream that I was going into tons of different rooms in my dream and I kept leaving the doors open and it was very significant Mm -hmm. Um, and I was seeing myself almost in like a darker space but I was like glowing and I was going in and out of these rooms but I kept keeping them open and there were a lot of things that came through from that dream for me. But I realized when I was connecting with this person that that was where I was. And I was actually doing a lot of work there in the middle place Mm -hmm. um, during dream time. I didn't know 
obviously, because I hadn't experienced it consciously. So when I would wake up, I would forget or I wouldn't realize what I was doing. It just was like, oh, it's just a weird, another weird dream. Right. But basically, um, yeah, I started connecting with this person. I, as a human being here on earth, did not know if this person was going to make it or not. Just because I'm psychic, I don't, I can't predict people's deaths. I, and when I was connecting with the energy, um, they were very much in a place of, I have no idea what's going to happen. They right. didn't Confusion. even know. Yeah. And, and it was really interesting because I saw it as like a medical room, but in a different dimension. And the beings that were there were not human, mm-hmm. but they were almost like doctors. Like it was like the person who was in the coma on earth was in a room, like their soul, their soul was in a room and I was there with them. They consciously knew who I was as a human, but they also realized that I was there in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were almost looking down on themselves and they kept saying, "I'm, I'm dying. I know I'm dying, but I don't know if I'm going to die or not. Right. And they won't tell me anything. That's what they kept saying. They won't tell me. And I I kept saying, okay, it's okay. And I could see the workers. Like I put that in quotes because they were like galactic beings. Um, Mm -hmm. That's how I recognized them with my – because this was all all happening. I I recognize them as galactic, yeah. Yeah. And this is all happening um, while I'm like awake, right? Like I'm in a normal state of being. It was like the middle of the day. I was sitting in my living room and I was just having a major like vision, which is this happens to me a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was like, whoa, like I was almost there, but I was still consciously in my house. Okay. Um, So... Anyone that's familiar with working with starseeds or galactic beings, they a lot of times speak what we would call light language. It's not that they can't speak, you know, our language, um, but light language would be like their native tongue, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And it can, you, so you can look this up too online. There are people who do videos of what does light language sound like or what does it look like visually ri- written down. And it's very yeah. interesting. It is, yeah. Um, but so in human form, I've activated my light language. And while I was there, the beings were speaking in a different language. And I could understand what they were saying. And I could communicate with them. But the person that I was channeling could had not. no idea what was going on. And I think that the person I was channeling is um, like probably maybe human or maybe just like um, – like consciously weren't they weren't really conscious i don't know how to explain it but it wasn't wasn't prepared maybe to hear the things that they were saying right and um it wasn't like bad like they weren't we weren't like talking bad about this person it was it was mostly like just information i was more there i feel as like a support um on a spiritual level to this person because i couldn't be there in the physical form mm-hmm. um so the thing that really got me, and I'm going to share this, and I don't think James will mind. I'll make sure before. And um, But James was in a medically induced coma, James, my husband, for 14 mm-hmm. days. And um, this person said, James was here. And that's when I knew that there was this space that we go to sometimes 
when we're not consciously here. So this would be people who are in like medically induced comas, obviously when we die, but we don't stay there. Um, people who are like on hospice or heavily drugged or um, like even anesthesia, I believe that those people go to the middle place for a, a small amount of time, their soul. I'm 100% sure that I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Been under anesthesia. And then I'll wake up in a panic because I'm confused. My body's like figuring out what's mm-hmm. going on. And my I'm just like so confused. Yeah. But I could, I could probably say, yeah. <laughs> just from yeah. my own experience. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. Um, and does James – just because I'm thinking our listeners will want to know, does James have ever, any memory of his time being in an induced coma or? He has moments, he says, where he like could feel like he could hear the people talking. Mm-hmm, but um, it feels believe... like it's a distant memory or far off. Right. And then um, he always talks about how he had this like dream. Um, and in the dream, it was like, uh, I don't, I've never seen this show, but he talks about the show, like Sopranos, I think is what it's called. And it's where this guy is also in a medically induced coma and the whole entire episode, he's trying to get back to the hospital, but he can't get back to the hospital. Um, and he's like dreaming obviously, cause he's in a coma. Well, um, or he's trying to get back home. I don't really know. Anyways, James says that he was dreaming like the whole time that he was trying to get back to the hospital because he knew he had to get back to the hospital, but he Mm. couldn't like things just kept happening and he couldn't get to the hospital. So he felt it as like almost like a dream Mm -hmm. at times from my understanding. I don't know. I know that like there was a lot of trauma to his brain in general (laughs) with that whole thing. So yeah, it's just, it's wild. Right. So then what happened after you were channeling this other person? So I I basically like – I mean after that whole situation, I was – that person was with me. It was so weird, Vivian, because when he was further away from his human form, meaning like he may not make it, right? he was so much stronger in my energy so mm-hmm. much more connected and as the days went on i could start to feel him loosening his grip if you will to our connection and coming and back to his earthly correct i could tell when he was starting to do better because he would go back to it like closer to his earthly body mm-hmm. and disconnect more to me on a spiritual level um and it was just like, you know, and then he would have like a really bad night or something and it would be really heightened mm-hmm. and then go back closer to um, their body. So when it started to get like towards the end, by the way, this person lived and um, is living, um, when it started getting closer to like the awaken, like waking up from that coma, um, I didn't feel the energy as much. And so I knew within myself that he wasn't going to pass because I I could tell mm-hmm. energetically when he was really close it was really difficult for me to you know almost like have that type of knowledge I don't enjoy having that kind of knowledge right. or that like confusion because I didn't know for sure either when I remember there was a point where you felt like really desperate to be there in the physical form with him as well really really bad yeah like desperately I, 
yeah, I felt like I just needed, um, like my energy to like be there, but I couldn't because of COVID. Um, and there were other people that would have been more important to be there than me. Um, but because I was having this weird spiritual experience, it was, it was really weird for me. So I just, I just basically like did whatever I could on the energetic level to be a support. Mm -hmm. Um, because his energy was really scared, unfortunately. Yeah. Like there was a lot of anxiety attached. And so I kept just having to remind them like, it's okay. You know, like we're going to be okay. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. I just felt like I needed to be that light in a spiritual way. It's so crazy. Like you guys have no idea the things that us like healers do. Like, you know, it, it's so much more than just physically being there for people. Like, if you feel someone's energy and it feels good and beautiful and light, they're literally like sending you energy or working with you like on a spiritual level. Um, so I'm happy I was able to support in, in those moments. It was weird though, because I knew that person wouldn't remember anything, obviously. Right. Um, and if, feel this deeper like connection almost um, and it's and they not like have... you can just call them up and be like hey no definitely not not you remember not, that not, like, this type of person i know no. remember when i calmed you down <laughs> i was being like you know your earth angel like not here on earth um i love that earth angel yeah so um very interesting times very very interesting it kind of fucked up my world for a little while, actually. Well, yeah. In what – so in what ways? Well, I decided to do a um, connection with uh, someone I was channeling and I just was asking more questions. So this would be someone who died that mm -hmm. I did a reading for and they were willing to stick around after the reading and, and have a conversation with me. Um, about Was this the it. woman who, when Isaac woke up, you asked her to come with you? Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and she came back multiple times to kind of help me, but she basically was the one who explained, like, you know, there is an aspect of having to look at your life when you die. Right. That you can't get around that. Um, when people talk about judgment day, a lot of times they think of heaven or hell or, oh my God, this is bad. And it's not that at all, but it is a deep understanding when you're still almost connected to um, that physical realm because you have these emotions. It's almost like you have to be in this place of like, oh my gosh, this is like what? happened or this is the repercussions of my actions right which then goes into karmic debt y yeah i don't even know right right and that's where it's like confusing to me because from my understanding with other times that i've gone there um like don't freak out but by the way i have to tell you about that because i went to hell what what yeah. was that like what were you doing? Just like meditating or what? Yeah. I was um, – my guides have been telling me for like ever that I needed to um, like meditate and I was wide awake and my phone was at 1% and so I just plugged my phone in and just laid there and they took me to the middle place and then <clears throat> they started taking me down. 
for what what like what was the purpose or they wanted to explain no yeah no it's fine they wanted to explain what it was because Mm. humans have a completely different understanding of what it is honestly you could probably keep this in it may be really interesting to people i don't care if people think i'm crazy um basically archangel so okay when I go to the middle place, you have to tell me your experience. When I go to yeah. the middle place, I get taken – and this happens a lot in my meditations in general when I'm, like, going to travel. I always call in protection and stuff. Um, but I always get taken through, like, a tube, almost like a timeline tube. I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, lighting, and I just move through this space. It's almost like a portal. Yeah. I don't know. Has anybody seen Peter Pan? If not, it's kind of like traveling from Earth to – Neverland in my mind it's like yeah like an air tunnel light portal right and you just kind of fly through it right yeah and so for me the experience of the middle place is as I'm going through this it turns into like a huge circle of memories and it's like you take in that's like when your judgment is happening Mm -hmm. and it's like possible for you to be able to like see it all and take it all in all at once within seconds of time so it's really hard to explain because it's not like you're sitting there like oh my god i can't believe i did that but it's just this conscious understanding i don't know how to explain it. it's really fucking weird it's kind of it's interesting because it's like it's just matter of fact and it's like your memory of things starts to change pretty immediately and so like what you may have perceived it as of and how it happened in your living form and when you see it in that way it can be totally different it can be almost shocking right because you're like i don't remember it happening that way but that is the pure truth of it all right it's just like it's just it is it is nothing is good or bad yeah it's really weird i don't know it's really really weird and that's why um like when we connect with people who have died, we basically meet at that like middle place. And so that's why sometimes we feel that connection to their human form, mm-hmm. the physical form, things like that. Um, but anyways, so basically I was there and then they said, okay, we're going somewhere else. And I immediately knew that I was going somewhere that I normally would be scared to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could feel the tube like going down and the tube turned like gray, red. Um, And I knew immediately that we were going to a low vibrational place, Mm -hmm. but I felt safe. Um, I had Michael with me and um, he made it very clear that I was seeing a perception of this, that I wasn't going there because I was in a really deep meditation. So he was being very (laughs) mindful of my ego in those moments. And Mm -hmm. I let just kind of let myself go. Um. The way that he actually showed me was literally like imagine standing up in front of a table, like a a dining table, and like there's a bag, and you open the bag and look in the bag, and that's what I was seeing. So it's almost like I was just looking at like a picture or something, but I was experiencing it. I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. and it looked like a town. Ta- it looked like a city, like um like a New York City, but it was dark. It was all dark, and everything was like on fire Hmm. but it wasn't on fire to the point where like people were still walking around it was chaotic 
but no one was in a place of like, I'm being tortured or screaming or anything like that. It was just chaos. Mm -hmm. And there was like this huge like dragon thing that like looked right at me. It was literally standing on top of buildings. It was huge. And I just remember seeing just smoke and fire and I was like, oh, are we in hell? And um, he was like, yeah. Like, this is what humans perceive to be hell. And what he explained is that there are low vibrational beings that are there and they choose to incarnate on earth Mm -hmm. or to experience earth being this type of soul. Yeah, just like light beings. Right. So they, let's say, okay, they incarnate on earth and let's say on earth they're a serial killer mm-hmm. and they die a serial killer they choose in that moment to go back to this place because they feed off of that energy mm-hmm. let's say they come to earth <clears throat> and they are a serial killer but then they wake up and say oh my god what i did was wrong or they have this spiritual awakening or a deeper set a state of consciousness right and so you mean going through the middle place and seeing these no, so on oh. Earth. Oh, 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 so oh, let's oh say, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, they're a serial killer, then they go to prison, and then they have this. They have their epiphany awakening. awakening. Yeah, okay, I see. So in that case, you would die, go to the middle place, and you have a choice. You mm. can choose to go back to that type of place if that's where your soul really wants to go, or you can choose to continue your evolution in a different form. Mm. And that's on them to make that decision is what I came into the understanding. So it's not that you die and all of a sudden you have to, you you know, depending on how you did, you're going to heaven or hell. It's not right. about that at all. If you're someone who, and this is once again, my experience, this is the vision, this is the deeper understanding of what I was told. Right. You basically, you have a choice and that's a big thing I feel like people need to like understand is that when you die, you have a choice on how you handle it moving forward. Like it's not like, oh my gosh, I was a bad person or I didn't do this, I didn't do that. So now I'm going to hell. Like that's not a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. The thing that keeps coming to my mind is how does karmic debt and all of that play into that? And things that you do in a certain lifetime, how does that follow you into another? From my understanding with that is it's around your evolution, your human evolution. Mm, So if you're choosing to come back in your human form. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. But also I believe that there are many people who – are on earth that are human and they die Mm -hmm. and they have to come back a certain amount of times to evolve their soul. Right. Right. I don't want to say they have to, but I do feel that there's a a point of the soul that you do continue to come back here because when you're not in human form, you want to be here because it's where you're supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think that, you know, if if you've had thousands of lifetimes, your soul evolves and you can choose, okay, maybe I'm going to go somewhere else or something like that. But I do believe that there is a human race and there's nothing wrong with that being a human, right? right? I do believe there's a human race that comes with its own set of evolution. Mm-hmm. 
which is how you you kind of create that karmic connection and debt anyways. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes so much sense. I was like, so how does that play in then if you have that choice? But that that makes a lot of sense. And I don't feel like I – I just don't believe that anything is like forced. Right. It's interesting because I, I think I've always kind of known these things in separate parts, but then putting them together, it's kind of like putting the puzzle together in my brain. <laughs> right. And and that's why I say like, the there cogs. really is a – Right. There is a difference between being human and like people who are starseeds or lightworkers or, or earth angels. I think that – it's almost like this stigma that like, oh, I can't be a human because then I'm not blah, 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 or I'm, I'm better if I'm a star seed or whatever. But, but that's not the case. Like no. there are literal humans here, a lot of humans. And um doesn't mean we're not made from the stars, but there are people who are human mm-hmm. who maybe believe that they're, they're not or whatever. Who knows? It doesn't matter really. It's their journey. And if they, you know, whatever. Right. But I think that's a big thing that that's like this mainstream in spirituality is it's like, oh, you know, everyone's talking about starseed, so I have to be that or I have to hold on to some type of label when in reality it's being a human is actually something that many people wish that they can experience. It's an honor to be in this this place. Right. And I don't think it's painted that way enough. I think that it's like everybody wants to have a gift or do something magical or wonderful. Well, being human is that in itself. That yeah, is, it's, a huge... it's like shifting that perspective to realizing like whatever form you are in, whatever gifts you have, whether you perceive them as gifts or not, that is a gift in itself. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. And just because like, just because you are quote unquote human doesn't mean that when you die that you're less than someone who's from somewhere else or that you can't go other places. Like I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest things is it's like there's just one, there's too many rules and two, I think that people just like to have an out or they like to have this like escapism because of they're trying to escape what they're experiencing in this reality now. A hundred percent. So it's, I don't know, it's really interesting. So I kind of wanted to talk to you a a little bit about just like some of the things I've seen in the middle place. Like Mm -hmm. not necessarily like they're bad, just like how I've visualized it and things too. Like I've been there going through the light portal, but I don't know if this is different just based off of like my gifts and my own thing. But sometimes I've gone where I've gone through like – a forest and it's like a forest of memories and then I come to a door that portals me into the waiting room I've also seen spaces where they're like tiled just like white tiles and half the room's full of water and I literally walk into the water and dive through the water and the water will take you in there and then like even like places within that space like it's really interesting like I've seen it like a huge long white hallway with doors everywhere and within those rooms like if you were to open one of the rooms it's like a doctor's office or like a waiting room within a waiting room and just some like interesting 
spaces. I don't, I wish I could remember like more of some of the spaces I've been there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you said that, like when you were talking about the forest, Mm -hmm. that to me reminds me of like fairies. It's like you were moving through that type of portal. And then when you were talking about the tile and the water, it reminded me of like Venus energy. Right. And I think think it could have to do with some of my gifts and just how I portal around quite a bit. But I go through different dimensions many different ways. It's not just like one true way for me. And I don't know if that's the same experience for you. If you always travel through the light tunnel or if you – have experienced different ways of porting through. I always travel through that. I don't know. Interesting. I'd be curious mm-hmm. to hear if any of our listeners have astral traveled or yeah. used portals before and what your experiences are. Yeah, that would I'd be, be very curious. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt called to bring that up. So Yeah, that's so interesting. It's so cool. And see, that's why it's like everyone's perception is different Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so it's just so interesting hello I just wanted to let you know uh, my name is Dennis and I just got done listening to your podcast and it was wonderful I really enjoyed it and you validated the things I learned in my meditation last night from my spirit guides So thank you for that validation. And what you validated was uh, talking to souls and flies. But I am taking it a little further um, to the souls in every living matter on Earth, uh, including atoms or as small as atoms. So thank you very much for that wonderful validation. And I can't wait to hear your next podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Small Shifts Podcast. If you have a question for me and Holly, feel free to send us a voice message on our Anchor website, which will be linked in the description, or email us at smallshiftspodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to like or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Shifts Podcast. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk at you later.